Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Mitzorah Rishon, the first Aliyah in Parshas Mitzorah. Our Parsha as a whole has 90 Psukim. Our first Aliyah is 12 Psukim, running from very Yud Dalet Pasuk Aleph to Yud Beis. Let's take a look at the first Aliyah and then look, I get a summary and then some points to ponder. So we hear about now the Torahs HaMetzorah, the laws pertaining to the person who has Tzorahs. The last Parsha talked about contracting Tzorahs, whether it be on their body, hair, or on their clothing. Now, how does a person exit that state? So we're told that this person now comes on the day of his, of his purity. So he spent his time in quarantine. He's been healing from his plague. He comes in front of the Kohen. The Kohen then t- goes out to the outside of the camp, because that's where the person is, and near there is no longer a plague there. At which point in time, the Kohen now makes the following very curious command. He says that you need to take two birds, Tsipurim Chayos, live birds, they have to be pure birds, that means they have to be kosher, um, and eight eras, this is cedarwood, shnitolas, a, a crimson thread, ve'ezov, and hyssop, which is a type of bush. And what happens is we shecht, the Kohen will now slaughter the one bird um, into a earthenware vessel on Maim Chayim, on water which comes from a spring and he will now take the live bird and the rest of that whole bundle so we have the cedar wood and the azov and the, the hyssop and the and the and this whole bundle and it is dipped into the blood and water of the dead bird at which point in time then he will sprinkle from the um, uh, uh, the al on the person who's purifying seven times and this will be the process of purification and then he will send off the tzipar hachaya al the live bird upon the field, at which point the mitahir, the person becoming pure, will wash all their clothes, shave all their hair, and wash themselves, and then they'll be able to um, come into the camp and remain outside of their door for seven days and return to their lives. We hear about all the, the uh, on the eighth day, then we hear about the karbonos that the, such a person will bring. They bring two lambs. Um, and uh, and we hear about the process of what goes on with those korbanas. So this is the process of purification. Very, um, very curious, lot to think about. So let's let's try to think about a few points. First of all is why birds? Why are birds chosen to be the primary uh, part of the first stage of the purification process? Rashi famously quotes the Gemara in Erechen, is that birds are loud. Birds are mitzaftzafim, mitzaftpatin. They make, they tweet all the time. They uh, not not any allusions to any organizations which tweet and make a lot of noise, destructive noise today. But um, the the birds make a lot of noise, and it is to remind the person that what got them into this was a lot of noise, was talking continuously about others, idle chatter, which led them down this very dark. Perth path, which leads us to a fascinating question is why is this curious process of sending out the bird upon the field? Why is this a necessary part of the healing? So there is a very fascinating Ramban, which is to be found on this Aliyah, where he notes that this seems similar to a process that we also see elsewhere. What is that process? Ramban says, well, where do we have two identical animals, one which is slaughtered, the other one which is sent out into the wilderness? That is what we're about to learn about in Parshas Achremois, where the process of the Avoda of Yom Kippurim, the service on Yom Kippur, is where there are two Seirim, two goats, one is slaughtered in the Besamidash, the other one is thrown off a cliff in Azazel, this valley outside Yerushalayim. So it seems like a very similar process. Here you have one bird slaughtered, the other one sent out Alpanea Sadeh. The Ramban says, if you want to understand that, go and see what I wrote there. The Ramban is an extensive commentary there in Pasha's Achremos, and although it's not our Pasha, just a few 
pointers. The Ramban does say this is a very deep side. It's a very deep um, fundamental idea in Jewish faith. However, it is a very complicated idea. And he says, I will reveal to you a little bit of it. So again, anything we know is, is clearly only a little bit of this. And he talks about that there is a force in the world. There is a force in the world, a destructive force, which is found in wilderness, in wildness. Um, and that force is a force which is under the dominion of Hashem. This is not, um, God forbid, um, polytheism, where there are other forces. This is all under Hashem's power and control. However, that force in the world lives in the Midbar. It's, this, it's the force of the Seir, the force of what is attributed to Esav, who was also the conqueror of the area called Seir. It is a force of war. It's the force of destructive qualities in the world. And it's on Yom Kippur. When Israel come together like Malachi Hasharis, like angels, and they are they are barefoot and they are in fasting and they are not wearing leather and they they are they are in unison. At which point in time, Akash Baruch Hu says, "I want you to give some degree of attribution to, or so to speak, a nod to this power in the world, which lives in Azazel, which lives out." In the wilderness as well. Not God forbid that we are sacrificing towards it, because the Torah makes it very clear in Pasha's Achimois. You're not allowed to sacrifice to these powers. However, what it is, as the Ramban explains, is as if a king has asked his servants to make a, fe a feast for him, and then he asks them to give some of the feast to one of his courtiers. So what the Torah is saying is at this point in time, the Torah is asking us in our process of coming closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and rejecting paganism and other forces in the world, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives attribution or, or acknowledgement of this very powerful force in the world, this force of destruction, which is found outwards. And it is in that that, that force, in a certain sense, is forced to acknowledge is forced to acknowledge the purity of the nation of Israel. Very complex idea, not something to be misunderstood. Requires a lot of under a deeper understanding to appreciate. But to appreciate there's much more going on in this than simply birds and goats flying around. Now, another question that Ali is, why the cedar and the hyssop? Why are these the two um, organic instruments of choice? Rashi explains that the, the areas, the cedar is a very tall plant. So in the Middle East, um, cedar is Lebanon. And the hyssop is a very lowly bush. The, and the reason is because a person who sinned to get Saras sinned in a selfish way. It's a narcissistic sin, which leads all of those seven sins are very narcissistic, which leads to Saras and to fix that one needs to be able to lower oneself. So this is the process, the metaphoric process of change. Finally, there are it, worthwhile noting that there are, seem to be a number of comparisons between the Korban Pesach and the uh, and the. Um, Korban brought by the Mitzorah. Um And it's interesting, he has a few of them. So even in the words describing the Korban Pesach, uh, when Hashem says about the Makas Bechoros, he calls it, oiz, oiz nega echad avi el para. I'm going to bring one more plague. This is the plague we're healing from here. We also know that it note that there's two birds in the, in the healing from Tsaras. And we know that when it comes to the Korban Pesach, there's Israel and Egypt. One is sent out into the field, the other one is killed in the water. That is the Egyptian reality, the Egyptian bird, so to speak. There's the hyssop cedar wood and, uh, dipped in blood, and that's when the Korban Pesach brought in the night of Makas Bechoros is the hyssop cedar wood and also dipped into blood when painting the door frames. There are seven days of being disconnected by the Mitzorah, and there are seven days of removing Chomets from the home when it comes to Pesach, the Korban Pesach. When it comes to so yeah, I'm sending out the, the bird to the field, and then uh, the words are, and those are the same words used in, um, in Sefer Shmos and describing B'nai Yisrael, you are going to be sent out from here. So really a, a lot of comparisons. What do we make 
of all these comparisons. It's not us that's necessarily just noticing it. This, the Ramban already notes this, that this is v'hinei hem kedmus Pesach Mitzrayim. It seems like the Korban Pesach brought in Egypt. What's the significance of this connection? Rabbi David Foreman has a very beautiful observation, and he points out that there are three people in the Gomorrah who are in Gomorrah Cotton who have similar behaviors. They are a Mitzorah, an Avel, and a Menudeh. Mitzorah is a person who receives or contracts the plague of Tzoras, an Avel is a person in mourning, and a Menudeh is a person put into Cherem, put into I mean, his dispossession, he's being, so to speak, cursed in the community. Um, what is interesting is about this is is that there are a number of halachas which follow the, the follow in a similar suit. They both walk an avel and a mitzora have to walk barefoot. They are, they are ex, they are outside of camp. There is a there is a uh, they have to tear their clothes, grow their hair. A lot of very interesting comparisons. Why is the Mitzvah in a certain sense an Avelus? So our foreman argues that if you think about it, when a person is in the presence of somebody who is passing away, a person is passing away, a lot of times it's very traumatic for those in the hospital room by the bedside because they're, they're losing, they realize they're losing something very special and precious to them. But if one reverses it and thinks about the person in the bed for a second, it's actually much more traumatic to them because as opposed to losing one person in their life, they stand to lose everyone in their life. All the people in their life are really being lost. And in a certain sense, they are the ones who are, the, who are, are subject to the most amount of suffering psychologically than any of the other people in the room, necessarily. And if you think about that to a certain sense, when a person exists, perhaps what the Mitzvah is, is a state of mourning. But the mourning is for themselves. How so? Well, a person exists on two levels. They exist on a level as an individual, as an I, and they exist on a level of a we. The second level of existence is something which the world is very fast losing in a hyper-individualistic Western society, which really only cares for self-advancement. But in Jewish life, community and being with others who we don't necessarily appreciate just the same way and don't share the same tastes and don't share the same demographic and don't have the kids in the same school, that's Jewish community. That's how it works. We're supposed to be like that. And so when a person is in, in, in the context of others and doesn't want to be, and they badmouth others, and they're arrogant about others, and they do all the other seven sins, which are really very much selfish sins, which lead to tzaraas. They're about cutting a person away from a community, cutting themselves away from broader experience and expansion of character. When a person does that, in a certain sense, they have killed their community persona to a degree that they have really buried the we part of their I. And they need to sit shiver for it. They need to go through a process of sitting shiver for themselves in order for themselves to recuperate, to be a resurrection of the we part of the I as well. That's what the Mitzvah needs to do. And if you think about this for, for, for a second, that's why it explains how it comes back to the Korban Pesach, the element of freedom. It was at the time of the Korban Pesach when Israel were a subsection a subculture of Egyptian society became their own we. They were no longer individuals in an Egyptian society. They were Hebrews as part of the Israelite nation. It was at that point in time there was a transformation of the we. That is the Pesach, the Korban Pesach, the Mitzorah is bringing essentially in order to recuperate their we, which is what they jeopardized as well. Very powerful idea. And this is perhaps what's going on. Suggestion remained by our David Foreman. With this, we conclude the first Aliyah in Pashas Mitzorah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful